Hi, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are talking about the new moon in Scorpio, which is happening at 20 degrees, 44 minutes of Scorpio. If you have any planets there, uh, this will be right on top of you. You will, you probably will feel this a little bit more stronger than the other people. We'll be going through the horoscopes and then the aspects. And do you have some information about the moon mansion? The moon mansion, I do. It's the 18th moon mansion and it is called the heart of the scorpion it has the uh according to ptolemy it has the flavor of mars and jupiter so that's where we'll see jupiter this month or this fortnight it is the indicator star is antares uh so that's where you'll find it um it is it's good for vengeance against enemies hmm. it's good for building strong buildings it's good to free captives, so maybe some hostages might get some released. We can cross our fingers. Hopefully, they've already been released by the time this comes out. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also good for separating friendships. Ooh. It is meant, this mansion is meant to give a warning <laughs> for, uh, okay, from, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this from, uh, uh, the Mansions of the Moon from Christopher Warnock. And it says, this mansion may warn of impending dangers. We benefit from its ominous message by acting to put ourselves in protective mode. That is the mansion. <laughs> so. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is in Scorpio. So you'll get that. And protective mode does sound very Scorpio-like. So hmm, interesting. Interesting that yeah. uh, Jupiter is opposite this new moon in Scorpio too when you say that it's the nature of Mars and Jupiter, or the book says it's of the nature of Mars and Jupiter. Venus can't help. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. in Libra in the sign next to Scorpio, so it's in a version. Kind of can't see it, which is a shame. Its ruler Mars is with the new moon though. That's kind of helpful, but, you know, Mars is a malefic. Uh, Saturn <laughs> is trying the new moon, so it's trying by sign. And Mars is posing by sign to Jupiter, so mm -hmm. there is that. That's where that, well, you know, the energy would be there no matter, even if they weren't there. If This is just based on where the moon is, so. Mm. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's not funny, but it's startling that uh, Jupiter is right there across from Mars and, and that new moon. So, yeah, definitely is trying to expand something. Yeah. And, and Mars, you know, has rulership right there in that sign. So it's going to mm -hmm. be super strong and, you know, it's going to do what it wants to do. And opposing yeah. Uranus is. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the. Could be uh, shocking. <laughs> that's the like, oh my section of the uh, new moon. Because the, like Donna said, the moon is at, um, the new moon will be at 20 degrees of Scorpio. Mars is at 22 degrees of Scorpio and Uranus is opposite them at 21 degrees of Taurus. Maybe some surprising news that kind of uh, begets new ideas, new plans. 
Uh, I'm just thinking about that moon mansion, though. Some of those plans might be a little bit dicey. What was it? Uh, severing friendships? and <laughs> Yes. Mm. But there was some yes. good things so... there, too. Freeing, freeing captives. What was the other one? I think something about building. Freeing captives and building, building strong buildings. Mm. Building a fortress. Yeah. Well, shall we have a look at the horoscopes for this? That sounds great. And, of course, Donna and I recommend that you listen or read to your ascendant sign when you're listening or reading horoscopes. If you don't understand why, we've done a video all about that, and I'll put a link to that in the description. And, uh, you know, when we are discussing the horoscopes, we often talk about this is happening in your first house or your seventh house or whichever natal house it's in. When we did that uh, ascendant video we also went through and described what was happening and what the different natal houses represented in a person's life so if that's something that you're interested in certainly give that a check as well and uh without any further ado donna take it away okay <laughs> this is um for scorpio rising sign this is going to be have this uh, new moon is going to be happening in your first house this is the house of yourself this is the house of you know if you are interested in doing anything um about maybe getting a wardrobe or doing anything for yourself this is a change that you're 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 starting on you personally and this is going to be happening in your first house so this is the energy that you have and you have mars to do it so if it's a big thing you know, you have that extra energy right there with it. Um, it could be a little surprising with the Uranus right across. It'd be happening right on like my son. So oh. <laughs> this is just a couple of days. My my son is like just a couple of degrees one way or the other. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's going to have that Mars energy. It's also going to have that Uranus energy. So things will be surprising and shocking. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to do that. New beginnings. It's meant to get you to grow. And if you are a Libra ascendant, this new moon is happening in your second house. The second house is our income and finances. It's our personal possessions and resources. So new beginnings, new starts to do with those topics. So it could be you're starting a new job. You're maybe doing something on the side to increase your personal income. It uh, could be something as simple as drawing up a budget, which actually <laughs> with Mars, because Mars is a planet that likes to sever uh, and it is opposite Jupiter, who does like to go to excess, that could be quite appropriate for this new moon. Uh, you also have Uranus in the eighth house opposite, which is other people's money. So maybe for whatever reason, whether that's to do with a bank, uh, partner, business partner, romantic partner, or just, you know, taxes, insurances, you know, maybe you get like a little windfall and, uh, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to do something good with this. I'm going to invest it or something. Or it could be, you know, go the other way. It could be like, bang, here's this huge bill and now you've got to cut personal spending or you've got to take on that extra job or do something similar but for whatever reason new plans new starts new beginnings to do with your personal finances you know your income uh personal possessions and um resources at least you have some help there <laughs> <laughs>
for that budget. Um, and if you are a Virgo rising, this is going to be happening in your third house. The third house is the house of uh, your your local community, your um, your brothers and sisters. It could even be your aunts, uncles, and cousins. It's extended family, but it's your family that that you were kind of raised with. Um, this also could have to do with early education as well as maybe even your car. You know, it's it's where you would go in your car. Um, so it has to do with those kinds of things. These are new things that are happening. So um, could be surprising. So, you know, preventative maintenance on your car might be helpful if you are a Virgo rising. Remember, because the mansion said to, this is a, is this is a, you know, to take protective action. So that's a good point. Be helpful. And if you are a Leo Ascendant, this new moon is happening in your fourth house. The fourth house concerns our family, most particularly our parents. It's also our home and living situation. It's real estate matters and ancestry heritage. It's quite a private house, even though it's an angular house. So, yeah, there's new starts, new beginnings to do with that. Might not have anything to do with you. It might be your parents that are starting out on something new or planting the seeds for some new venture. There is Uranus and Jupiter up in the 10th house of your career and public reputation. So that might be tied in somehow too. But generally speaking, new starts, new beginnings. It could be somebody new coming into the family. It could be, you know, moving you know, to a new place. Yeah, new starts. And if you are a cancer rising, this is going to be happening in your fifth house. The fifth house is the is the is the happy house. It's the house of that Venus has her joy in. Um, but this is the house of creativity, art. It's the the house that you would, you know, get in this is where your inspiration comes from, is the is the house of of creativity, the fifth house. It's also um if you were going to go see a concert, this might be you know, I like you were getting tickets for a concert or um, you're starting something new, um, maybe family planning if you are a cancer rising. I don't know. It, that, those are the types of things. It has to do with the things that you create. So whether it's art or or for fun. If you are a Gemini ascendant, this new moon is happening in your sixth house. The sixth house is a house of illness, service to others employees, those that work for you, and pets. So this could be a new pet, particularly a dog, because we've got Mars there. Mars does tend to be more canine than feline or whatever type of pet you might get. But, you know, it doesn't mean it has to be a dog, but, you know, it wouldn't be unusual. Uh, this could be, this is also the house of our people that work for you know the public good this is doctors nurses first responders so this could be you know maybe somebody's just entering university to start studying to become a doctor or a nurse or a paramedic or maybe they're entering the academy to you know become a fire person or a police person unfortunately it could also be the start of a new illness you do have Mars there. It's a, a Martian sign. You know, Scorpio is ruled by Mars traditionally. Uh, wouldn't be surprising if it was some sort of kind of inflammatory uh, issue that was the problem there. But, you know, not always. 
you do have Uranus and uh, Jupiter in the 12th house of your undoing uh, and also hidden illnesses. So, yeah, maybe there's niggling little things that are causing issues. Maybe this is going to come as a complete surprise to you. Maybe, you know, you felt a certain way and just assumed it was, you know, normal part of aging or something. Maybe you discover, no, it's, it's this and take that and, you know, Hopefully it'll change, but hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> but uh Oh, it's 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 good, it's good wording. I mean, it the, the whole the whole, the mansion did say this is mm. to um you know put yourself in protective mode and you know with yet that Uranus directly opposite that that was a really good call there, Linda. Yeah, so you know, maybe it's a, a surprising diagnosis or even a surprising, you know, repercussion for something, you know, that you've been doing. Maybe you didn't realize by doing A, it's going to have this knock-on effect with um, your health, perhaps. So, hmm. Like eating too many carrots and turning orange. Or <laughs> and that does happen. <laughs> you got to eat a lot of them, though, apparently. So. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a font of useless information. <laughs> well, no, it you no, it's very useful. <laughs> I know somebody who has taken their their kid to a doctor because their feet have turned orange. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Uh, so, if you are a Taurus rising, this is going to be happening in your seventh house. This is the house of the other. This is the house of, you know, you're going to be starting new things with like one other person, one other person that is committed to your relationship. So it could be even a doctor or a hairdresser, dentist, could be a, a, a significant other as well. But this is, this is where, um, you know, you're going to be starting the new things with like one other person, which is, you know, great. <laughs> nice. If you are a Taurus rising. Yeah. And, uh, and our Taurus risings might seem a little bit unusual. <laughs> Just a little bit eccentric with uh, Uranus in the first house. Mind you, they've had Uranus in the first house for, for years now. So <laughs> people should be used to it. Mm. Oh, but it is by it, but that moon is definitely hitting it. So that's a good one. Yeah. And if you are an Aries, Ooh, shocking ascendant. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are an Aries ascendant, this new moon will be happening in your eighth house. The eighth house has to do with other people's money, it's shared uh, finances. It is also things like death and mortality. So this can include things like uh, inheritances. Um, yeah, it's also things like taxes, insurances, um, yeah, loans, debts. So yeah, we've got new starts, new beginnings to do with shared finances and resources. In your second house of your personal finances, your money, your possessions, your resources. You have Uranus, which you've had there for quite a long time, but you've also got Jupiter, which is called the greater benefic, does tend to bring nice things sometimes. So yeah, maybe you've had a little bit of windfall. Maybe you're going to invest it, you know, that would be applicable or, you know, yeah. 
So new starts, new beginnings to do with uh, shared finances and resources. And that could be as simple as going into business with someone, pooling your resources with a partner, business or romantic, or it could even be, you know, you're, you know, separated from somebody because, you know, this is Mars. It is about separation to a certain extent, you know, and not coming to an agreement necessarily on how you're going to split those resources, but maybe this is the opening salvo this is like okay well how about this you know it's getting started it's the beginning this isn't the full moon which is a culmination this is the beginning same with an inheritance you know you wouldn't be necessarily inheriting the money at this time but this might be you've just learned that you know you've inherited and you know all the processes just starting very interesting to look forward to and if you are a Pisces rising, this is going to be happening in your ninth house. The ninth house is the house of uh, legal matters as well as publishing, higher education. And it could as well have a lot to do with um, esoteric subjects. If you, especially if you're a Pisces rising, because this new moon is happening in Scorpio and Scorpio is asking you to go deep. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see somebody picking up uh, studying astrology or tarot or any of those esoteric subjects. This is a uh, new starts to that higher education. Yes, very much so. And if you are an Aquarius ascendant, this new moon is happening in your 10th house. The 10th house is the house of career and public reputation. So maybe you're starting something at work at this time. Maybe it's the beginning of a new project. It's also the house of authorities. So this might be a new boss at work. It could be a new job or it could be something that you're just starting that may bring you some acclaim or reward later down the track because this is the house of, you know, public recognition and reward as well. So new starts, new beginnings, planting new seeds to do with something to do with authorities, your work, what you do in general, like if you don't work, but you do this, you know, whatever this is would be new beginnings to do with that. And um, I've forgotten what the other one was. <laughs> oh, public reward and recognition, you know, maybe, you know, you're going to do something that's put you before the public because this is a 10th house. It's very public house. So yeah, it may be something that eventually gets you a little bit more attention than you usually would. And all of these, all of these new moon um, for all of these houses there, it's, it is a chance to go deep into, you know, what, you know, what does bring out your art, what does bring out, you know, the, I think that digging around is, something that you'll be experiencing because you know scorpio the this the, the new moon is in scorpio and that mars is just so close and it's and it's so powerful so anyway moving on <laughs> if we're if you are a capricorn rising this is going to be happening in your 11th house of hopes and dreams and as i was speaking earlier about you know going deep what are we you know what does make you happy you know it, this might be a good time to 
you know, write out a, a, a five-year plan of, you know, what is going to make you happy? What are your dreams? You know, what does your life look like in five years? This might be a, that, that time to like dig into all of those, um, mm. um, ideas and, and, but, but it's your hopes and dreams. It's also groups and organizations. So new things will be starting around your hopes and dreams in your organization. So once you go deep, you'll know what to start. <laughs> <laughs> And if you are Sagittarius Ascendant, this new moon is happening in your 12th house. 12th house is the house of our undoing. And it is also places of confinement like prisons or hospitals. It's places of retreat like a monastery or just going away and secluding yourself, whether that's just, you know, locking yourself away in a room to write a novel or going on some sort of spiritual retreat or whatever that may entail this is a hidden and secret place it's a place of exile so you may be far from home but yeah new beginnings to do with these topics so maybe you're planning on working behind the scenes or taking time out from the hurly-burly of the world to you know work on something a little bit more top secret or you know that you don't want exposed to the light of day necessarily at this time hmm. you do have jupiter and uranus in your sixth house of illness so good idea to keep an eye on um anything that might be detrimental to you because i mean this is the house of our undoing this is the house of addictions self-defeating habits um What's the one you always use, Donna? Escapism. Escapism, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a it's a great to do that. Oh, it it is. <laughs> and it's fun. But I suppose, like everything, there needs to be a balance. You know, you can't live your life, you know, in your own little dream world or whatever state you prefer to be mm. in, you know. But yeah, that uh, Uranus in the sixth house. Um, the sixth house does cover a lot of different things, but amongst others, it is illness. So, yeah, yeah, maybe not the the right time to take up something that's a little bit risky, or you know, that you know is really not good for you. I mean, you know, it's probably not a good time most of the time, but uh, yeah, probably a really bad time for this new moon. But it is a great time if you are going to like go to a rehab. This is a good time to really delve into what's what put you there. I mean, why are you, you know, go mm. deep into your your psyche and and find that out. This might be a great time for those answers. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And maybe you know that's that Uranus and the six. Maybe that's the kind of like oh, yeah, this you know X. And Y equals Z, and you know that's why that happened, or maybe there's a surprise yeah. element to that involved, because you know we've had, we will have had Mars oppose that Uranus, and then we've got the the new moon happening, and the moon and the sun will both oppose Uranus. So we're in for a bit of a bumpy ride around about uh, the 13th of November that Uranus is shocking and it's in opposition. So, you know, and it's hanging out with Jupiter that likes to, you know, big things up. 
And you know I do. Stone for us. Stone for us. Yeah, I do. This is called. This is a very scorpion stone. This is called Shiva Lingam. This is a stone that is only found in um, the Normada River. It's 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 very egg shaped. This has the, these. Um, it's it, it can go from. Um, a rust to dark red color on tan or gray color mixed in. This is to be representative of um, the cosmic egg or the cosmic fire. And that's where I have different couple of different sizes. But yep, these are Shiva Lingam and they are good for... Um, balancing female male energy they are good for fertility they are good for male male reproduction they are good for um they are uh they're they're pretty hard they're like a most hardness of seven and they are resonate with the earth wind water fire and storm elements so this is a pretty powerful stone it works on all the chakras Oh, wow. And that is the Shiva Lingam. And I will be writing an article on it. Now, you said it was only in one river, but I didn't recognize. Yes. Like, where is that river? Uh, it's in Western India. It's at one of the seven holy places in India. Oh, okay. Where these where these stones come from. And, um, yeah. It, it's 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 a it's a it's one of the ho seven holy places so uh it's it's a very um divine stone it's um it it, it asks for uh um divine connection nice so if you are wanting to connect with the divine this is one of the stones you could use nice very good as of its um because of of its of the location where it's it's from that one river and it is a holy spot spot that's why it has that divine energy is because of that very nice well shall we have a look at the aspects well we were talking about that uranus being opposite the new moon so later on yeah eight hours later we have the sun coming up to oppose uranus also on the 13th of november so hmm yeah this can be you know surprising things obviously it's just maybe a little bit shocking uh might actually shake you a little bit to the core because the sun is you know essentially us it's our mind it's our intelligence it's the divine spark it can be our health so depending on which house it's in and if you listen to the horoscopes that we did for the different you know signs for the ascendant signs that will give you some idea about this because this is kind of just moving on from the new moon this is the sun of that sun moon conjunction moving up and uh, exactly opposing Uranus so yeah 
there's not imposing Uranus is um, it's asking you to do something different. It's asking you to look at a situation differently. And if you can do that and you like embrace the differences that Uranus is bringing into your life, if you can embrace that, it'll go a little bit easier. If you are trying to ignore it or move it out of your life, it can be a little bit more problematic if you are not embracing Uranus you really have to you have to like get the the planet's energies into your life and they work better than if you are trying to ignore them and saying no I'm not doing the new stuff I'm not going to do you know whatever it's asked whatever the planet is that it is it's asking you to do new stuff new things for a reason it wants you to grow yeah uh, Uranus does tend to be change or change will be thrust upon you uh this is yeah. a transit though so unless it's kind of making contacts with your chart it may not be that impactful yes things are going to be surprising a little bit upsetting maybe but long-term change maybe not so much unless you have planets or chart points around about 21 degrees of the fixed signs which is Scorpio Taurus Leo and Aquarius otherwise maybe not so much It'll be out of there in just a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So if, if it is bothering you, it's it's a time where it just is, it, it's just for one day and then the sun moves like one degree a day. So it'll be out of orb and within just a few, just, just a few days. And then a couple of days later on the 15th of November, we have Mercury sextile Venus, which will be a nice little break. We have Mercury in fun-loving Sag. It's not super strong in this sign. It's in detriment uh, because it's not really focused on, you know, drilling down to the details. It's all about expansion and big picture thinking. It's just a fun sign. Sag is quite fun. Yeah. And then we've got Venus in Libra, a sign that it rules. So, yeah, this is really nice. As I said, Mercury's not, you know, not a great time to be doing pure analytical work. But yeah, this is a nice, flirty, you know, sociable, gonna... fun combination. I was just going to say, this is the this is the day if you have a toddler starting to talk, this might be the day where you might hear an "I love you." This is Aww. this is a great. This is that verbal, you know, and ver, you know, Mer Mercury is verbal and and Venus is love and. This is when you might hear those I love yous. That would be sweet. Though I'm thinking with Mercury in uh, Sag, maybe the, the word order will be mixed up or something. <laughs> love you, I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that would be sweet. But this would be a great time for a um, bit of a get-together too. It's a shame it's on a Wednesday, not over the weekend, but, you know still a fun time i think it ha it's good no matter what day it happens on this is going to be it's just it's just yeah a really nice day the next aspect is going to be mars is trining neptune this is this is like fighting but we're not quite sure what we're fighting for it's confusion um it's it's aggression and confusion together so what does that look like that can be not knowing what you're fighting for, just but it could also be it could also be fighting for the wrong cause as well. So it is a trying. So hopefully it would be nice if this could be used positively, which 
fighting for a cause would be a great use of that because Neptune can be very idealistic. It is very foggy, though. It can be hard to see where you're going, hard to kind of really know which way's up. So as Donna said, that can lead to confusion and um, misdirection of that energy. And with Mars, sometimes that energy can be aggression or war or violence. Um, yeah, we've also got the sun coming up very close to Mars at this time. Mars is getting ready to start its whole new cycle. So it's interesting that it's trying this Neptune at that time. You know, interesting maybe, like you were saying about misdirection or not knowing where that's going, maybe you think, because Mars has a two-year cycle, maybe you think, well, and not that you'll necessarily know that there's a two-year cycle and that, you know, oh, what should I do over the next two years? But maybe it's a case of like, generally speaking, I think, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work towards that because Mars is also ambition and drive. And, you know, this is in Scorpio. It's a fixed sign. It's an, a sign that it rules that Mars is very powerful. And, you know, you've got the sun tied up with it. The sun's coming up to meet with it which is, you know, when we're going to have that new cycle. So our identity, uh, you know, is kind of tied up with this. And, you know, it's our divine spark. It's, it's us. So all this is kind of is all together with that uh, Neptune. So hopefully it's not a misstep. You know, you might think, oh, I want to do this. And then further down the track, you might think, nah, do I really want to do that? No, it's not what I thought it was. With the outers, we've spoken about this a lot, me and Donna, you know, sometimes that trine or sextile can just help those outer planets. I kind of think of them messing <laughs> with uh, some of the other planets sometimes. They are kind of considered a little bit malefic uh, or can be malefic and uh, Neptune can be deception. But look, hopefully something to be inspired by, something to, you know, really get gung-ho about and think, you know, this is what I want to do. This is the direction I want to take. And, you know, hopefully that Neptune can be used to inspire rather than confuse or misdirect. Yeah. This could also be, um, you know, a drive to spiritual pursuits as well. With Neptune, you're mm. you're you're more sensitive to other people, so you you're in a position to, you know, lend that, um, that leadership quality that Mars can have. Yeah, in a positive light. Mars does have leadership. It, it does have it does have positive qualities. <laughs> oh, it does. It, 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 we it, need it, courage yeah. and bravery, and right. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you need to be able to defend yourself too or those that you love or whoever but yeah you know all the planets have their good and their not so good qualities and you know mars and saturn i suppose uh you know it's easy to say oh they're malefics but no they have their good qualities as well and they're more likely to uh exhibit their good qualities in signs that they rule because you know this is the sign that uh, it's like being in their own home. 
definitely days to watch out for just to see you know how these energies play out because the next one's going to be sun training neptune and i think this is a great aspect to learn um the metaphysical stuff this is uh you know if you want to dive into astrology this is a great time to start it yeah on the 17th of november very good time to get inspired to be creative to be altruistic to think not just of yourself that mars is still close to the sun you know the sun's coming up closer to it the sun trine neptune hopefully it's very positive on the negative side it could be maybe diluting yourself a little bit about something and what you're trying to achieve because it is coming up to that that sun is coming up to that mars but look hopefully a, a nice altruistic inspiring day because you know sun moves quick so i think this is very an inspiring day i really like it and then on the next day, November 18th, the sun will conjunct Mars. And this is a day that it, it's good for physical energy. If you've got something physical to do, this is a good day to start working on anything that's physical. It, it's with Mars, as Linda was saying earlier, in the house of, you know, in its own rulership. It's it's It wants to do that drive. It wants to do that energy. It has that extra energy. If you don't use that extra energy in a positive road or path, this is a this could be a, a, as well a date that you could get hurt. So, you know, try to inspire yourself to to move purposefully and with good intentions. This is a it should work out well, but do be careful. You know, with that moon mansion, it's it's telling you to take those protective measures. So, don't go bike riding without a helmet. Don't you know? don't go mountain climbing without ropes yeah well that's very valid because i mean you know mars can be a little bit rash at times you know a little bit hasty yeah this is a new cycle for mars sun coming up to conjoin with mars is um the beginning of a new mars cycle it's going to last for about two years it uh, is in the sign of scorpio and it's interesting because we've just had this new moon in scorpio so wherever Scorpio is in your natal chart, yeah, this is like a really big time. You know, maybe you were inspired by the new moon and maybe this is actually, you know, let's start working towards it. And that Mars is in Scorpio, Scorpio's fixed water sign. So it's it's got the determination and the stick to itness. It just can be relentless. Like Mars and Scorpio can just keep going you know so this is like yeah those new ideas those new starts those new beginnings that you you know maybe the new moon inspired here's mars with its whole new cycle like you said inspired because you've got the sun illuminating everything and yeah this is like bang yeah this is this could be a really good start it's just a shame that there is that trying to neptune that may for some people kind of make things a little bit fuzzy maybe there'll be a false start for some but yeah this is the new two-year cycle yeah I was listening to um the astrology podcast yeah. and they were talking about that Mars and the sun have only Mars has started its new synodic cycle 
in Scorpio only twice last century. Mm, so mm. this is this is pretty significant. Yeah. For to start that this new cycle. So that's very interesting. It's an energy that we're used to with Mars in, in Scorpio, but this is the time that it's meeting up with the sun in Scorpio. So this is pretty significant. Yeah. De definitely one to watch for sure. Yeah. You know, and this may, you know, particularly if you've got planets round about those uh, 25 degrees of the fixed signs, this may be something that, you know, you put a lot of time and energy into over the next two years because that's how long the cycle lasts until the sun comes up and conjoins Mars again in a different sign. Not to be outdone by energy, <laughs> the amount of energy needed, but the sun sextile Pluto, oh gosh, this is asking for you need to transform and this is what you're going to do. This is, this is, this is, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like saying, you know, this is time to, this is the time to move. We were, we've been talking about this for long enough. It's now time to, you know, start getting the, 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 the wheels turning, you know, it's a sextile. So it's, it should be an easy uh, aspect. It is not a, it's not a conjunction, but it is a, it is a, a an aspect that is trying to get you to move it along, progress your life, yeah. clean out your closet. What isn't serving you? Get rid of it. This is the time. Yeah. And I mean, Pluto's in Capricorn. It's, you know, finishing up its transit in Capricorn. It's been in there since 2008. It uh we'll be we're not completely finished with capricorn it is going to move back into aquarius and then back into capricorn but you know whatever houses capricorn and scorpio are in your natal chart really handy to know those houses um because yeah there might be some personal transformation going forward from that and this new moon with mars opposite uranus <laughs> You know, it's, yeah, a lot of stuff is happening. Hopefully, like we spoke about that Neptune, in the case of where it is a misdirect or something, maybe because that sextile can allow Pluto to kind of, there may be power plays involved. But look, hopefully for most people, it won't be. Hopefully it will be feeling like this is going to transform things. This is going to make big difference. This is, you know, about depth and honesty, and that's something that Scorpio is very interested in. And, uh, yeah, hopefully a positive charge-forward type aspect. And it's the sun, so it's going to move quick. We like that sun moving. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And on November 21st, the Mars is going to sextile Pluto. This is, this is energy. This is, you know, whatever, whatever um, changes you've been, you know, sniffing in the air and contemplating in your mind, this is, this is the, this is the day of action. This is, this is when you can actually clean out that closet. This is the day to do those positive changes. This is good for um, uh, self-understanding. It's this, this is the day for, for that energy that you need for those changes that you might be coming on. This is not a day, this is watch out for stepping on toes because this could, you could have that aggression. You could, you could want to do the power plays that Pluto is known for. So 
be careful of that because Mars, Mars, Mars will oblige and 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 offer the aggression. <laughs> but you don't want to you don't want to do the the stepping on toes. It's it's very easy to do that day. Mars sextile Pluto could be extremely transformative, uh, particularly through action. Hopefully there's no power plays, uh, just, yeah, it could be a little bit dicey for some. Whatever you wanted to start, the new beginnings to do with whatever house Scorpio is in your natal chart, hopefully this Pluto transformative power in the house that Capricorn is in your natal chart helps you to focus maybe or to dive deep into it, maybe to get consumed or obsessed almost perhaps with whatever you're trying to achieve. That would be, I know, you know, the word obsessed doesn't have good connotations, but sometimes to really get a good start on something, you need to kind of dive deep and kind of get a lot done. So you've got that momentum going forward. So maybe that for some people will be how that manifests this is this is definitely a day to journal (laughs) (laughs) speaking of journaling every time a planet moves into a new sign it's a good day to journal the energy shifts and it might be shifting your way so you know something very good might be happening with this especially you know jupiter runs this sign sun when the sun enters sagittarius this is a good day for jupiter to get more of a I say so in in things that are going on. Yeah, it's unfortunate that at the time Jupiter will be in aversion to the sun, so it won't be able to help as much. But look, when the sun moves into a new sign, uh, whatever house that sign is, in this case it's Sagittarius, you know, there's going to be more of a focus on the people and topics associated with that house. It's a fun, expansive sign, and it's getting away from that Mars. Yeah slowly but surely (laughs) it uh, does have mercury with it also already in the uh, house of Sagittarius but um, yeah you know mercury is never far from the sun either is Venus they always usually pretty close to the sun so yeah thinking and planning and lots of focus on the house that has Sagittarius in it in your natal chart and then on November 23rd the sun is going to square Saturn and, and that is going to present a challenge. That is, that's a challenge of, of, do I want to do what I'm supposed to do? Do I, or, or do I want to go have some fun? This is where you're going to have that struggle of, you know, that tension of, of a, of a square is, is asking you to do an action or make a choice. And this, this is, could be a day that you really need to, think hard on of, you know, where do I, you know, where are my duties and, you know, how much fun can I have in my life? You know, so that's going to be the, the, the big challenge of today. <laughs> it, it's not going to have a lot of energy as well. So I don't, don't go building your buildings today. <laughs> Sun square satin can often be just a little bit depressing, you know, a little bit. Eh. We recently had that sun mars conjunction where we had these big plans we had that uh, what was it a uh, sextile or yeah sextile to pluto so you know that obsession and drive and transformation and here's saturn so maybe there's delays maybe there's setbacks maybe there's limitations or restrictions you know we thought that 
you know, it's going to be a long haul and we're going to have to do this and do that, but at least we were all going, you know, full steam ahead and maybe this is the first obstacle and that can be a little bit, you know, disappointing. So, but again, the sun, it moves quick. So, you know. Thank goodness the sun moves quick. <laughs> <laughs> it moves one degree a day. So in two days, it's, it's not even going to be an issue. So that's, that's, that's the blessing with a sun aspect. Mm -hmm. yeah and then the following day november 24th mars is marching right behind the sun so mars is now going to be in sagittarius it's leaving its home sign i think that mars is does well in this sign i don't think it's it's not peregrine is it no yeah it is peregrine yeah at least it is peregrine okay yeah <laughs> well then it's not doing as well, but um, it does. It, it it's it's fire. The the Mars is the fire. The Jupiter is the fire sign. It's mm. it does have, I think, some kind of by element. It's it's an okay sign, but this is also a day where you should be journaling. Those those energies are going to change on you know whenever whenever a planet goes into a new sign, you want to journal. You'll have that more energy. Maybe Mars will be more instead of internal, like the scorpion energy has, this is going to be more external. So maybe Mars will be more expressed where the the, the group can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this will make three signs in Sagittarius, Mars, Sun, and Mercury. So a lot going on in Sagittarius. We started the forecast with a lot going on in Scorpio. But now nothing left in Scorpio, three planets in uh, Sagittarius. So, you know, the focus is kind of moving more towards your Sagittarius house now. You know, there's other houses that are involved. You know, you've got Venus in Libra. You've got Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus. You've got Saturn and Neptune in Pisces. You've got Pluto in Capricorn. But, you know, three planets here in Sagittarius. It's a shift. So the people and topics associated with wherever Sagittarius is in your natal chart, there may be more action, more activity going on in this part. Mars can be a little bit aggressive. Um, so you may want to watch for fights with people uh, associated with wherever Sagittarius is in your natal chart or about topics that are associated with that house. But yeah, look, if you can put Mars to work, make it... Uh, actually physically exhaust itself sometimes it works better again it's a mm. bit of a shame that jupiter's in taurus because it can't see its inversion so it's like jupiter is like the owner of that house sagittarius and he's got mercury sun and mars there but you know he can't help them he, he doesn't know that they're there and he can't see them and can't give any assistance but you know they'll get by and then the next day, Mars will square Saturn. And these are the two malefic planets that are in our universe. You know, and this is a square. So this is going to be a challenge. This is a, you know, it's asking you to do tension. It's asking you to, to restrict. It's asking you to, you know, heat up things. But it's definitely a challenging day. And this is going to happen on November 25th. Yeah, Mars just wants to charge forward. Saturn wants to you know, stop and consider and make sure that you're building something worthy of standing the test of time and that. Yeah, this is a 
stop start type of energy can be frustrating that mars is in sagittarius so it's ruled by jupiter who likes to go big and um ironically saturn's in pisces which is also ruled by jupiter so hmm but mars does have the superior position it is in earlier zodiacal order it doesn't have much doesn't have any real essential dignity at this time though it's not in the sign that it rules it's not exalted in this sign it doesn't have any triplicity here it's not in its term or face so look a bit of struggle you know it's uncomfortable you know you want to move you keep running into obstacles as far as those moon mansions are you know it, it says this is good for strong buildings this would be a good day to start working on that strong building you're planning on building you know with the, the drive that mars gives you and the the rules that saturn gives you if you if you plan it carefully and you know you do the proper planning and you if you if you can use the planets in their higher their higher vibe like you know the good qualities of those planets if you can use the planets in their in their positive light it, it should work out very favorable you'll have the energy to you know you'll you can grab mars and get that energy to to build that building and if you have saturn already in line um you know saying you know planning out the 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 how the build is going to go this could work out favorable in that respect if you are following the rules if you are using the the physical energy in a positive light this should work out positively no oh, hopefully yeah i'm just thinking saturn was retrograde until just recently it station direct around about today yeah the 4th of November so you know Saturn was retrograde for many months which kind of can sometimes mean like those restrictions and delays and rules and regulations and all that sort of thing can seem you know too much and it might have seemed like since it's going direct they've lessened or you know they're more achievable and you know that Mars is raring to go and then it's like oh no hold on <laughs> You know and and that mass is just like really <laughs> just throwing up its hands and getting aggressive and not very happy so look but you know sometimes you just gotta do what needs to be done and this is one of those days and then we have the full moon in gemini on the 27th of november so at four degrees of gemini mercury opposite it so that's helpful because mm. it can see it and help it Venus is trying it which is nice Jupiter cannot see it because it's in Taurus and the sign next to it so it's like in its blind spot but that's okay it, it has Saturn where it which is a bit icky and Mars is opposite as well hmm mm, what do Mars. we have to say about this one <laughs> Mars pretty close to that sun opposite that uh, full moon so <laughs> in Sagittarius so yeah maybe a little bit hasty maybe uh wanting to get things done pretty quickly that Mars will have just had that square with Saturn though so hopefully that will have helped somewhat and Donna where can people find you and what office what uh, you can are you doing <laughs> you can get a hold of me at uh 
donnabyastrology.com. That's my website. Um, my email is uh, is uh, Donna Byer Consulting at Gmail. Um, get a hold of me on Facebook. I I, I do. I offer um, natal readings, year ahead readings, electional horary. Yeah, and I also do uh, energy support for energy healing. Um, uh, as far as your chakras are concerned. And uh, you can get a hold of me there. And um, yeah. And uh, Linda, what are you doing? And where can people get a hold of you? Uh, I'm at Scullywag Astrology. That's astrology.scullywag.com. I offer natal readings, relationship readings, and year ahead readings. So, hmm. So thank you, everyone, for listening and for your likes and your comments and your support. We really appreciate it. And we hope that the new moon is something exciting for you. And yeah. And happy birthday, Scorpios. Yes. Happy Scorpio season. <laughs> Donna's a Scorpio, so she will be having her birthday possibly before our next, well, it depends when we record it, of course. Yes. Yes. You'll probably have a birthday before our next one. Mm. yes anyway thank you for listening and we hope the new moon's nice to you thank you thank you <laughs>